Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, and this is episode 20 of Passionate Pioneers. In this episode, we spent time with a globally recognized information security leader and the founder of the company that I recently joined as a full-time executive operator. Frank Ricotta is the CEO of Burst IQ, a fast-growing, health-focused global network that connects businesses and people. More specifically, Burst IQ is igniting a global movement through transformative connections with its HIPAA and GDPR compliant platform by creating health profiles for people, places, and things, and empowering the interactions between them at scale. During this episode, we learned from Frank how his background and journey within the technology industry helped him identify an opportunity to create a global ecosystem around properly securing and unleashing health data. Additionally, Frank and I shared where and how we became fast friends, why I formally joined the Burst IQ team, and what is in store for this company. Given that Burst IQ is now universally recognized as one of the top blockchain companies in the world and the premier organization in the health space, we had much to discuss. Before we dive into this podcast, I want to personally and deeply thank Frank for what he means to me, my family, our community in Colorado, and his immense and bold vision he has to improve humanity across the globe. Because of Frank's deep commitment to his vision, millions of people around the world will continue to be touched by his work for years to come. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Frank, welcome to our podcast, being recorded at Halo Creative Labs, located inside of AngelMD's headquarters here at Catalyst, our healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver, and the home of Burst IQ's headquarters. Hey, Mike, it's great to be with you today. I'm really excited to be on podcast. It's exciting to have you on this episode, and I'm fired up for a number of reasons to record this podcast with you today. Frank, the very first reason, you are interview number one in the new decade for the podcast. And second and more importantly, I get the opportunity to more deeply share with you the Burst IQ story and why I have personally joined the company as an executive operator. While I remain a partner owner here at Catalyst, the healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver, I am thrilled to be back in tech and helping build this transformative company with you and the amazing team you are assembling. This is going to be a very important and timely conversation given everything we're hearing about and experiencing regarding the topic of data as consumers, in business, and in the healthcare industry at large. But before we dive into how we at Burst IQ have created such an important and inspiring technology, a bit of housekeeping. For our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to visit the episode notes to share feedback and ideas with our guests via our guest feedback form link and to nominate other passionate pioneers for a future episode via our guest nomination form link. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. 
Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli in iTunes or Spotify or one of your favorite audio players. All right, Frank, before we learn about the community and global movement Burst IQ is building, let's take a moment to break the ice a bit so our community can get to know you. So we're going to select one question out of the three here. Favorite place. Okay, so the favorite place you've ever visited on Earth and why? I'm going to take a little different spin on the favorite on my favorite place. Okay. My favorite place is actually being with family, and particularly Ooh. around the dinner table and a meal, and chasing my grandkids. I'm old enough to have grandkids, chasing them around and just using our imagination, having these epic space battles or these wonderful adventures, searching for treasure. It's just my favorite place in the world to be. So let's unpack that just a touch, Frank. While around the dinner table then, what are some of the favorite meals that are being served on that favorite place? Oh, well, okay. We got to start out with my wife's Colorado green chili. Oh. You know, I love green chili because you can eat it all by itself or you know, use a, a smothered, in particular Colorado fashion on a hamburger, technically called sloppers. They're awesome. And I got a shout out to my mom and her lasagna. Those, those two are my favorite meals. So with the chilies, do you cook them at all? What do you do with the chilies? Oh, no. I mean, it's a great process here. So we usually go out to the farms outside of Pueblo. I grew up in Pueblo, Colorado. So usually go to one of the farms and they have those barrel roasters yep. you know, where they fire roast them. And we usually get one or two bushels every year and bring them home and freeze them and pull them out throughout the year. So that's nothing like Pueblo chilies. Way better than Hatch chilies. No offense to my New Mexico uh, friends out there. All right. Challenge has now been thrown out there. Which ones are the best? So I, I can attest uh, the the chilies here in Colorado are, are incredible. Well, thank you for sharing that and, and answering that in such a, a unique way, Frank. And the dinner table is uh, equally important in our family as well. So before we dive into what is going on with Burst IQ 2019, a watershed year for this organization, the growth, the raise of the big round, the opportunity that we're seeing in front of this organization. What has happened in the past to get Burst IQ where it is today? Give us a little bit of that history lesson, not just of the birth of the organization, but you personally, Frank, what set you up to be the founder and the CEO of this very explosive and fast-growing company? I've always had a passion for uh, startups and creative energy and creative organizations and have done so throughout my career, even when I was in the Air Force as part of a very creative group and actually learned how to be an entrepreneur and solve big problems during my time in the Air Force. But when I left, I, I joined a small consulting company, ended up running and it grew it up to lots of offices around the world. And, and the organization was doing uh, phenomenally well until the bubble of the early 2000s. Ended up selling that and kind of went back to my roots of really focusing on security, particularly cybersecurity and and data. And as I progressed, spent a lot more time with health data and just recognized that it's one of the biggest problems we face today, not just here in the U.S., but worldwide. And kicked off Burst IQ in April of 2015. We were actually part of the inaugural 101010 program here in Denver. We were the first company to actually incorporate out of the program and really set out with a purpose, which is to deal with this whole data problem, particularly privacy and security around health data and liberating that to create kind of new opportunities. And when did you start seeing that in your career around specifically health data? Was it at a specific organization? Was it a specific experience that you had? When did those kind of alarm bells start going off? I think the organization I was with just prior to starting Burst IQ and was dealing a lot with the revenue cycle management problems and how how providers and payers interact and how you get paid and, and kind of the role of the person in that whole process, which seemed to be auxiliary to the whole care management problem. 
And you just start seeing all this data locked in silos and being unusable by all the participants, which clearly, if addressed properly, could drive a lot of cost out of the current systems. 10.10.10 really highlighted the foundation of that problem on a much broader basis. In fact, 10 of those original problems that were articulated in the first cohort, eight out of the 10, I believe, had a fundamental data problem to solve the broader issue that the validators present. And for our community, I'll leave it in the episode notes as well. But Frank has mentioned now a couple of times an organization called 101010. It's an organization that starts with 10 wicked problems in health, spending 10 days together with 10 prospective CEOs to help go and solve those wicked problems. You can find more out online at 101010.net. And again, we'll leave the uh, link in the episode notes. So you had that experience. I remember that's where we first met. I was right. uh, volunteering uh, for 101010. And I still remember the first time you and I got to spend some time together on a personal level. It was in a uh, VIP box watching the Colorado Avalanche hockey game here in downtown Denver. That was a great experience. I mean, there's nothing like like an Avs game. And per- it was a pretty exciting game. But I was uh, a lot more excited about the conversation we were having having that evening, and particularly really extending my horizons on what the opportunities really, really uh, were that laid before us at that point. So let's talk about those horizons. I think that's important, Frank. So when you were going through the ten 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 experience, you said eight out of those ten problems had a data problem. Specifically, kind of address that. What did that mean? What were some of those big problems that had that data problem? Maybe a little more specific. Well, I think you got to take it. Again, look at it from a, a different point of view. You know, most people, when they look at, at the health system and look at health care and kind of the traditional delivery model, and there are a lot of problems there. We like to affectionately say that health data lives on islands, but people don't. I mean, you're going to see 16 docs over the course of your lifetime. So your data is really scattered all over the place. But what we really did, what we really saw, and, and this is not only applicable to health, but it extends to lots of other industries. You see the emergence of broader and more advanced IoT-type devices, Internet of Thing-type devices, which are becoming more and more intelligent. You're seeing the the onset of precision medicine and more designer medication tailored to the individual in a specific condition. And, of course, the emergence of artificial intelligence or machine learning. All are creating this phenomenal opportunity, but what was missing was kind of a unifying platform, hmm. a secure and open data platform that allow uh, that took the friction out of the system so data could actually drive insights and, more importantly, actions and understanding and even even a whole new uh, health economy. So that was a number of years ago with that inaugural 10-10-10 opportunity. What transpired from then until now, and what we're going to talk about 2019 and really a lot of the big sure. moments for Burst IQ, not just for the organization, but also for me personally and, and some of the other things that are happening within the Burst IQ camp. But what did happen between that time at 10, 10, 10 and then into 2019? You know, like all startups, and this isn't my first, I've done a few of these. It is not your first rodeo. Yeah, that's right. You have to really find where the opening is. I mean, you, you're a collegiate football player, you, you know, you go to open space and and so it took the first couple of years to figure that out. You know, what, what's the open space? Because we started with building our platform on a piece of technology most people hadn't heard at that point in time, which was blockchain. And now everybody understands blockchain, or at least has heard the term. And, you know, I felt like we were living in a Dilbert cartoon, <laughs> quite frankly, because the first couple of years, I just got these, these blank stares about creating this broader notion of a data economy. But then somewhere in mid-2017, started clicking in the marketplace. And we actually kind of reset the company back in 2017 and and went back to what most people call your massive transformational purpose. What did we want to do when we started out? And that was 
to impact a kind of a broader mission in the world, which is about health access and equity and ushering in this next wave of health, which you are very passionate about. And so we reset the company, re, re kind of structured the product a little bit to run the open space. In this case, it was enterprise enablement of new and innovative applications and data connections and started picking up market traction. And from mid-2017 to the end of last year, you know, we created a really nice, uh, profitable, cash flow positive business that began to demonstrate the, the core value proposition that there is power. There's power in data and power in data connectivity and not not just hoarding it. And we're going to talk more about that because, uh, you know, I've been able to be close to Burst IQ since its inception as one of your first advisors. And we'll talk about kind of the tipping point for me in 2019, joining the team formally. I know there are a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and tech startup founders out there. This is a perfect case study of, of finding that open space, as Frank uh, mentions, and finding that opportunity and where you may start at one point, how that can change over time. So always remember that uh, finding that white space and finding the problems in the marketplace is what's most important and finding an opportunity to solve a pain point for your clients. So a good lesson learned right there, Frank. So let's talk about 2019. Wow, what a year. So I want to share a little bit of a personal story as well to frame this up because uh, it was one of those moments in your career that you'll always look back at. And that was a moment for me in 2019. I took a sabbatical, as many of my my followers and listeners know, back in April, March and April of 2019. And I said, what's going to be next for Mike? And I knew that the catalyst was going to be leased out by summer of 19. And I knew I wanted to get back into tech. I knew I wanted to do something transformational within innovation and technology. But I didn't know what that was going to be. And I still remember being in downtown Hanoi, Vietnam, during my sabbatical. And everything that I was studying and kind of experiencing and going down rabbit holes of what am I going to do next kept coming back around this problem of data and the liquidity thereof and and unleashing the revolution that health data can potentially afford the opportunity around the world. And so after we got, I got back, we would get settled back into Denver. We finally lease out the campus in summer of 19 and you and I got together for a nice Colorado craft beer. Do you remember that day? Oh, absolutely. And maybe we'll start there and we'll also then unpack more holy, uh, 2019. So we get together for that beer. What happened? Well, besides the fireworks happening in the background, <laughs> I'm sitting there just trying to take in the conversation we were having about really joining forces. And yeah. uh, some some aspects of that was a dream come true. I remember calling my co-founder, Brian Jackson, on the way home and relaying the conversation we had about joining forces. And he goes, and his typical Brian response said, really? <laughs> okay, when did we start? So, yeah, it was awesome. And the beer was good, too. The beer is always good here in Colorado. And it was. It was a monumental moment for me personally because I I just knew. I knew where you are heading with Burst IQ, your vision for this organization, but not just a vision. You're making it a reality. So one thing that came out of 2019, not only the exceptional team that you're building, the big raise you put together, but this very simple and short tagline, but is so powerful. Yeah. And I want you to share a little bit more with the audience of what exactly this means. That Burst IQ is a HIPAA and GDPR compliant platform, creating health profiles for people, places, and things, and empowers the interactions between them at scale. What does that mean for unleashing the health data revolution yeah. on a global scale? 
Yeah, there's a lot in that statement, isn't there? There sure so, is. So let's start. Let's start with what we mean by profiles, because I think that's important. So what is, what is a profile? Profile starts with an identity, an identity of a person, place, or thing, and so that's a that's a big statement, right? Because yeah. hospitals have an identity on who they are. A physicians practice does as well, and you as a person, as well as we have all these new things just you know pouring into the market, and you and I wear wear them. They they watch what we do. They listen to what we say. They're all part of our our broader profile and who we are, kind of our digital footprint and our digital presence. And so that's important to kind of capture that because those don't exist in one place. So if we can provide a platform that allows our customers, and we're a B2B platform, so our customers yeah. are other digital health innovators, if we allow our customers to build those profiles and they have stronger engagement model, they build deeper insights and, and actions around the data. The second part of that all has to deal with consent, in particular granular consent. It's a big topic in the world today. I mean, Facebook was kind enough to, to put a big spotlight on this notion of proper use of data and some of the other big tech companies as well. Well, you know, we see all these new regulations coming to the forefront about the owner of the data being, you know, having to provide consent, how the data is used, where it's used, for what period of time. Well, in healthcare, that problem's a a huge problem because there's not only one owner of data, it could be multiple owners mm. of data. For instance, you're going to own your lab results. Your doctors also has a legal requirement to maintain them and you have different ability to share that kind of data, you know, more legally restricted or not, as well as governments all have an opinion on how to deal with personal health and safety, private information, personal health information. And so there's all these various regulatory issues around the world. So it's a huge problem, but it's a fundamental problem that has to be solved. And we've been able to do it by leveraging some of this new cool technology called blockchain and building some developer-friendly protocols on top of it that allow our customers and partners to build these complex data relationships. Think of your social graph. So same thing, you know, it's your identity with the graph to your data around it, as well as invoke all the consent rules and consent contracts. So that's today that Burst IQ is solving, and we're solving some pretty big, hairy problems for our clients in the marketplace. That's today. But what does that mean for tomorrow? Well, if you don't solve those problems, you're not going to get to tomorrow. That's first and fundamental. So the, the more partners we have adopting the technology within their applications and their innovations, the better, because then what happens next? Now they have the opportunity to collaborate and cooperate with one another for the benefit of their collective customers, be it a consumer or another business. And if we can create that fundamental marketplace for this collaboration and sharing and insights across these various data repositories, we think we can create a whole new kind of market and market economy, particularly an access type market economy. And what does that mean in practicality? When you say a new market economy, what does that mean in practicality? Yeah, well, think of the evolution of, of the internet mm-hmm. over time. So, you know, when the internet internet kicked up, it took some companies to build some protocols that you'll never see, but they made it usable. They made it they gave us the ability to publish content in a distributed way. They gave us the ability to have this this thing called search. You know, think of Google search, you don't pay for it. They they gave us it gave us the ability to have this application called Facebook. But it's it's all been about a winner take most type economy. And, and what we're talking about in kind of the next generation is is really more of a distributed management uh, framework that allows you as a person to customize kind of the health services around you. It makes health an everyday all the time thing, something you can engage with all the time, not just, hey, I got these five apps and I got I to replicate data. 
you know, you, you in essence have, have your own little health buddy on one, one side of life, but it also gives larger organizations the ability to pull in uh, different and disparate data sets and drive deeper insights for more efficiency, i.e. taking cost out. Um, and we believe that the next breakthrough in health is going to be a lot of, of bench research or data research. There's a Absolutely. lot out there already. There's a ton. So there's a lot of use cases that uh, that we can share on this podcast, and we'll zero in on a, on a few of them here. Uh, but there's one piece that I do want to talk about that I, I've been finding incredibly exciting uh, with these large incumbent Fortune 500 type organizations that that you and I are working with, and it's this this notion that we're sharing in the marketplace called the innovation sandbox. What does that yeah. mean to our clients? I th- this has been an incredibly exciting initiative that we've been driving here at Burst IQ. Let's share a little bit more about the Innovation Sandbox. Well, I think it's the next level of innovation because most organizations, large organizations, have all had innovation programs within their companies. You know, they fund R&D or they, they try to facilitate internal innovation initiatives, and that's all well and good, and it works, but it's still contained within a certain culture and within a certain organization and with limitations of the past, you know, that old corporate immune system. But when we're talking about innovation sandbox, what we're doing is we're actually unleashing the power of crowd innovation Hmm. and exposing some relevant data and insights to the crowd, you know, in terms of permission access. Yes. So you're still controlling it. You're not just throwing it out there and uh, yet another breach of my personal information, but it's really more of a controlled access point to some of the key problems these organizations are facing, and then it's crowdsourcing the solutions. And these large organizations are just gravitating to it. They say, wow, that, that's a game changer, exponential impact on my investment. The reason why I personally am getting so excited about this as, as being an operator here at Burst IQ are just some of the recent conversations we had. Frank, we were both visiting one of the top cities in our nation for healthcare, meeting with uh, the chief innovation officer for one of the largest health systems in the industry. This chief innovation officer was getting so excited about our innovation sandbox opportunity because he could also bring in other startups into this environment and leverage the piles of data that this massive health system has. Remember that time we met with him? And what did you take away from that conversation? I I walked away again, just in awe of the opportunity that could really manifest from that, you know, because you do have this large organization that, that sees a lot of people and is one of the most innovative organizations in healthcare in the world. And they're saying, you know, we're hitting some of our own limitations and roadblocks, and we see a path to opening that up and not only facilitating helping us solve some of our problems, but creating economic activity within our local regions and around the world. And, you know, that's that whole philosophy is extended even with our partnership with the Department of Commerce and how we facilitate this whole economic development. And that's what Innovation Sandbox is, is, is creating these new little economies and helping facilitate that in a controlled problem-solving way, which is, to me is pretty awesome. It is, and it's what keeps ripping me out of bed being able to come and work with you every day, Frank, is just those types of conversations that we're having on the daily. You know, a couple areas, uh, other areas that we're finding some really explosive growth opportunities, uh, one of them being biotech and pharma. Let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. What's happening in that space for us, and, and where do you see our work at Burst IQ continuing to be in the biotech and pharma world? Yeah, Um I think when you cut across all these opportunities, there's some common traits, which is really breaking down traditional barriers and particularly data barriers in terms of we have this term from CMS and interoperability, but interoperability has two two components, to, which is access and understanding, and then insight and action are the other side is the other side of life. 
And this holds true very much in the pharma biotech space. One, if you start on on the far end of one spectrum, um, they have to deal with clinical trials and and really creating these new products and services that we're all going to use. And you see this movement towards these designer medication, particularly for very chronic type conditions. But they have to engage with individuals that have multiple participants in these clinical trials that have they have to coordinate with all at the same time, maintaining regulatory compliance and privacy. On the other end of the spectrum, now these drugs are in the market and some of them still have a high price tag on them until it's a broader adoption. So you still have to deal with eligibility. Are you a good candidate for this medication? Will your insurance company pay for it? And how do we deal with that in a way to facilitate adoption and effectiveness of the medication or the drug? And in between, you have these supply chain issues, which have lots and lots of participants either managing chain of custody of uh, biological specimens of some kind or are the drugs themselves, particularly high-value drugs, and making sure they don't fall in the wrong hands or you get counterfeit medications and, and undermine the integrity of the, of the organization. And one thing you also talk about a lot uh, within our team here at Burst IQ is the notion of digital therapeutics. Yeah. Uh, for the layperson out there, what, is, what does that mean and what does that mean to Burst IQ? Oh, I think digital therapeutics is a fabulous frontier in our space in terms of digital health technologies. And what digital therapeutics really, really focuses on is augmenting what you get from clinical therapeutics or the medication. In particular, you know, how I'm tracking my progress, you know, maybe measuring uh, my movements if I'm having a, a problem with a specific disease and providing data points to my provider, which makes that encounter with that provider a heck of a lot more effective in terms of um, of changing doses maybe or uh, maybe changing types of medication I'm on. So it's, it's that intersection of using the technology that's around us and coupling that with with the medication and the drugs that, that can help solve some of these big problems in, in society. It's going to be transformative. There's no doubt about it. So over the uh, past few minutes, we've been talking about the, the large Fortune 500, Fortune 100 type large incumbent organizations. Let's flip the script a bit, though, Frank. We are also here at Burst IQ working a lot with small and brand new startups within the Growth IQ initiative. You want to talk a little bit about that and how Burst IQ is enabling the, the fast growing and the young and nimble startups? Oh, I'm, I'm really excited I about it. I'm excited about our Growth <laughs> IQ so initiative. Excited. We haven't really aggressively marketed the availability of our community edition. And really what it is, it's free access to the platform. So if you have an idea, if you're an innovator and you want to try something out, particularly that has all the requirements associated with managing PHI or or other aspects of the data platform, we take care of that for you. And you're able to focus on what your innovation is going to look like and, and really accelerate time to market. We've seen that initiative grow from roughly 20 companies working in the environment. And we're pushing 100 now uh, without any marketing. So I expect 2020 to be a banner year for us in terms of broadening the community. And so we're out soliciting all you entrepreneurs <laughs> that want to change the world. Come join us. Let's talk about that tactically, though, because I think it's important for, you know, young, fragile, brand new startups that, of course, you have to watch your burn. I mean, every dollar in, dollar out is incredibly important to keep that what we like to call that heartbeat alive. What does that mean, though, if I'm a startup? I, you said I the startup gets a free year of services and you were talking about, uh, you know, handling health data. Is that where that HIPAA and GDPR compliant piece comes in? And then also what does that mean in regards to getting the platform for free? Kind of talk about that in practicality. Yeah. So basically we open up our, 
are APIs, our program interfaces, that if you're a programmer and you understand web services or basic database calls, you should be able to interact with our system, uh, not only from managing your data perspective, but also invoking a lot of blockchain methods that we use in our smart contracts. So it's a pretty straightforward way for developers to accelerate kind of that foundational infrastructure part of their application that's already been through the ringer from the standpoint of auditing and both security and compliance auditing. So we we give you a head start there. You don't have to incur any of those costs. We it's game we do, changer. Yeah, we do throw out a little bit of the transaction limits because obviously if your company start blowing through transaction, that's a cost on our side. But we would love to see you accelerate and grow. And then we just kind of move you into some low cost options. What I also love about this model with Growth IQ, because I, I am, you know, historically, I'm an entrepreneur. I love to build companies and I, and I consider myself a startup guy. What I love about this model, also for those young, aspiring startups and entrepreneurs, they come into this environment with Growth IQ and come into the larger Burst IQ uh, community. They're now going to have that opportunity to, to engage with those Fortune 100s, those Fortune 500s, those large health systems that we're already working with on the enterprise right. side. You want to talk a little bit about that and the importance of that yeah. kind of symbiotic relationship? Uh, you know, when we're dealing with our larger customers, they all present, hey, we have this problem. Yep. And do you know anybody that's doing anything creative within this problem set? And we've been able to actually connect some of our growth IQ partners with some very large enterprise and facilitate early revenue creation for those partners game changer and go to market. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, and what, you know, what also happens is, is the community communicates amongst themselves. So they help each other, you know, so we had one community member develop an interface on their own for kind of a common large health information system. And, and they just made it available to everybody else in the community. I thought was just phenomenal. And so when you start seeing that kind of activity, then it really starts taking on its own organic growth. And this is where where that whole blockchain philosophy comes in. I know people kind of get hung up on the notion of cryptocurrencies and technologies, but there's a way of doing things in a blockchain world, which is facilitating this organic growth and community, which is amazing. So calling all entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs and founders, do give a look to Burst IQ. This organization is here to support you and your growth and bring you into the larger community that is the Burst IQ family. So a lot of great things happening on the Growth IQ side. Matter of fact, Frank and and the uh, team has built an entire part of the organization that services just Growth IQ. So do keep up on that and all the exciting things that are happening within the Growth IQ space. It's important to point out, this isn't limited to the United States. This is true. We we have partners all over the world. And again, that's a real exciting thing about this. So there's so much, of course, we can talk about on case study after case study of of what's happening here at Burst IQ. But as we kind of come to a close on on this podcast, Frank, let's talk a little bit, though, What's the future state of Burst IQ in the next three to five years? What does it look like to you? You are the visionary for this company. You are leading all of us and and taking us on an incredible journey. What does that journey look like for Burst IQ over the next three to five years? So, you know, starting from where we are, which is we're a B2B enablement, uh, enterprise enablement platform. So we're helping lots of organizations, big and small, take advantage of of, uh, this emerging technology. Uh, called blockchain and all the things we built around it uh, and the power of data. So that's an important thing, you know, and and to continue to curate that and broader adoption. But what we've always seen is we've always seen kind of the emergence, the emergence when I talked about earlier is secure and open data platform in in a broader in a broader sense from a governance per, governance perspective, we see it as really a distributed 
um, autonomous organization. In other words, where the community itself manages the participation and behavior on the network. And we start facilitating this cross-collaboration and this effort across our innovation partners to create a broader and more substantial movement and, and really a new economy, in, in our opinion. That's uh, so inspiring. I'm watching it every day, uh, being here with you as a, as a team member, watching that, that future state being born every day in front of us. It's so inspiring. Let's also now talk about and, and, and change gears a touch. There's so many people listening around the world now with this podcast, and it's amazing the comments and the ideas that come in from our listening community. So can you share one problem, need, or question that you currently have at Burst IQ that they can be helping this organization with? You know, we're, we're really big fans of moving towards this person-centric model. And so anybody, any entrepreneur that's out there uh, really looking to engage at that level and really drive kind of a broader longitudinal engagement for a person to help them live healthier lives. We want you part of our community. We want to help you launch your company and use our platform and, and really be part of this this evolution. But secondarily, anybody in the life science, biotech space uh, really would love to engage with you. Seeing a lot of traction in terms of, of the adoption of the platform and and really some phenomenal use cases that we think, uh, I mean, use the word game changers, we definitely think can be game changers. So any of you executives out there in life science, biotech, uh, clinical research, please give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. What are some touch points online uh, for our listening community, whether it be social media, websites, or the other? You can you can always go to our website. There's some info buttons on there, www.burstiq.com. We're, we're on Twitter, uh, at BurstIQ. Uh, LinkedIn, same from a company perspective. And and feel free to, to message me personally, either on Twitter at F-R-I-C-O-T-T-A or on LinkedIn. Excellent. And we'll leave uh, all of those connection points in the episode notes uh, for this uh, episode as well. All right, Frank, we're coming to an end. It's time to take us home. I have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm a passionate pioneer because I feel that uh, not only is there an opportunity, but we have an obligation to deal with this this larger fundamental problem of health access and equity. You know, not just here within the United States, but worldwide. If you step outside of the United States and you see some of the problems in, in the emerging growth economy, your heart goes out to a lot of these individuals and you want to do something about it. And I think we have the foundation to do it. And I also think we have, we built a team with the passion and the drive to make a difference in the world. And that's why I'm a passionate pioneer. Well, Frank, thank you for coming to the podcast studio today. As you know, there were many opportunities for me and the next journey in my professional and personal life. And there's uh, many reasons why I joined Burst IQ, but the one at the top is because of you. Thank you for everything that you do in our communities, the vision you have for a better reality and a better world for all of us on this globe. I applaud you. I'm uh, so fortunate to call you a team member and more importantly, a friend. Thank you for being with us today. Feelings mutual, my friend. Feelings definitely mutual. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode. 